welcome once more to the super duper punch superhero kick super show i'm dude super coming at you from gam gam's receiving room which is just like a living room or something like that what gam gam no I don't want any more of your scalloped potatoes. <laughs> anyway, now remember, little Eddie got to be any man's sidekick and is now Eddie Boy. That was so crazy. On this episode, Eddie Boy wants to try out his superhero thing solo without any man, but I'm not sure that's a great idea. Let's see how Eddie Boy does on the super duper punch superhero kick super show. Now that I'm officially a superhero, I have superhero business to attend to. Like move this thing out of the way, whatever that is. I don't, I don't know, but I don't want to hurt it. Like check this out. The, watch this, the superhero kick. I'm, I'm fine. It's fine. Superhero, I gotta find something superhero has to do. Superhero, look at old lady. Old ladies always need help. Hey old lady. Let, help, let me help you across the street or something, or find your medications or glasses or whatever. Hello there, Sonny. Why, that's a mighty kind offer of you. Are you cold or something? I just can't see very well since the war. What war? Was it the revolutionary one? Was it the civil one? <gasps> Were you with the Avengers? Wait, I don't remember seeing you in Captain America Civil War. Was it the one with the whole world? Was it the one with the whole world part two? Was it the one with the desert and the storm? Was it the one with the plagues? Did you kill Goliath? Are you David? Are you a ghost? Boo! <laughs> what were we talking about again? Oh, kids these days. Y'all are so funny. I just don't understand a thing that you say with your TikToks and your words and things like that. Anyway, I gotta get over across the street to my appointment. Well, why don't you help me out? Okay, that, that okay. sounds good. Okay. All right, don't grab my walker there, Sonny. You're gonna pull it right how, out from under. How much am I supposed to help you across the right, street? Just grab my arm just... here. Come on. Okay, Come I'm on. just supposed to. I'm not gonna bite you. Okay. okay. All right. This is nice. Hey, you're walking a little fast. Oh my gosh! Can we go any faster? I'm bored. Oh. I punched a board once. It didn't go well. Hey, you know, um, there's a bus to come, and we should, we should probably hurry along now. What? A bus? Those things are huge! I can't stop a bus! It'll break every bone in our bodies, especially yours, because your buns are brittle, like peanut brittle. Oh man, I could go for some peanut brittle right now. Do you think we have time to get peanut brittle? Um. Wait, what? No, I'm still freaked out about the bus! Yeah. Death approaches. No, 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 it's all right, Sonny. Let's just keep on moving. We'll be fine. Come on. That's easy for you to say. You have lived all of your best years. I still have a ton of them left, like at least five. Wait, how old am I? I gotta do the math. One. Two, three. No, I lost count. I gotta start over. One, um, two. Hey, what? I might need my my toes for this one. What? What did you say your name was? A good superhero never reveals his secret identity. Okay. You may call me Eddie Man. Um. Well, I think Eddie Boy might be a little more realistic. Hey, how did you know that yeah. that was my name? Yeah. Well, you know, we need to keep moving. Come on, come on. We're gonna get hit. I can't move. I'm too scared. There's too much pressure. Eddie Boy is not ready for this kind of responsi responsibi res responsibility. I might never get to pet an art bark. If I mess up, we could die. There's a whole thing is happening. Uh, I know what. 
Spider-Man's uncle is talking about now? I don't know what to do. So you know what I'm going to do? What? Nothing. Man, what is happening? Are Eddie Boy and that little old lady goners? Is the little old lady Gam Gam? Do I have a ride home? But where is any man? Do you think he's gonna make it? Man, this is crazy. I can't wait to finish this episode. Stay tuned right here on the Super Duper Punch Superhero Kick Super Show. That got me right at the end. Okay, uh, so Eddie, Eddie Boy's out there and he's trying to do something and all of a sudden he's trying to like be the superhero and he gets scared. And when he gets scared, he starts thinking about stuff. And he doesn't keep moving across the street. Like, it's like there's a bus coming. The logical thing would be to like move forward and to keep walking. But he gets scared. And the fear sets in. And so instead of moving and doing the logical thing, he just stops in the middle of that obstacle and sits there. And fear is kind of weird like that. And fear is kind of irrational when you think about it. Like, when I was a kid, I was very scared of the dark for a while, okay? And I, I don't know, it, it all stemmed from this one movie, okay? And it was called Ernest Scared Stupid. And you probably have never heard of the Ernest movies, okay? Because they were from a long time ago. We're not going to discuss it. But nonetheless, it was kind of like a wrinkly old John Cena who made funny faces and he had movies and he was really popular back then, okay? And uh, so if you could picture John Cena, much smaller with a wrinkly face, that's Ernest. And there's one called Scared Stupid and there was these trolls in this movie, okay? And not like trolls from like, uh, you know, don't start the feeling, like, you know, and trolls the movies. No, no, no. These were like ugly, like wart and like cave troll looking things, okay? And they were scary, all right? And they always did the jump scare. You know when, when a kid is like, thinks something's under their bed and then they like, the film, they slowly look down under the bed and then they... They flip open the covers, and there's the troll, right? And it eats them. And I was like, that's awful. I hate that so much. And then the next time the, the kid looks under the bed, flips open the sheets. Why? I don't know why kids do this now. Like, looks under, there's nothing there. Do you know what happens next? You, you know, right? They go back up on top of the bed, and where's the troll? On the bed, and he eats the kid, okay? Hate it so much. Hate it, hate it, hate it. So I got scared of the dark, because like, there's trolls. They're, they're there. They're in my room. I know it, and I don't... I'm, I can't handle it. And so I'm, I'm worrying about the dark, and I'm worrying about trolls, and I'm worrying about all this stuff, and I can't figure it out. So I came up with this idea, and it was called my fear pillow, okay? And most people, kids have like blankets or stuffies. I decided I was going to use like, you, know, you remember body pillows, like those six foot tall pillows that you have? Well, mine was like a kid size version, which was basically a normal adult pillow, but I called it, it was like, I don't know, but it was my pillow. And I, that was called my fear pillow. And for some reason, if I had that pillow, I wasn't scared anymore. And I also figured out that if I close my eyes before it's dark, before my parents shut off the lights, then it's not dark. My eyes are just closed. And somehow I, my idiot five-year-old brain thought that would work. But fear is an interesting thing. And I don't think we realize how much of our lives decisions, life's like driving forces and all these things are based on fear. And there's a few different angles we can look at fear. Number one is fear is an emotion, okay? It's an emotion that we feel much like love or sadness or all these things. And, and it is an emotion. It is a natural, powerful emotion 
and also kind of primitive human emotion. It's what's kept us alive for all of these years. It involves this like chemical response in our brains as well as like an emotional response. When something scares us, when we're not, when something, we are afraid of something, it causes that kind of reaction in us and it alerts us. It's, it's kind of like a, a, a neon sign that says danger, danger, caution, watch out, look out, don't die. It's kind of like that. And so it's, it's, a, it's an alert in the presence of danger. And whether that danger is physical, like don't run over that bridge, you're about to fall off a cliff, or emotional or physical danger. You're like, don't go talk to her. She looks mad. Don't talk to your mom right now. Danger, danger, danger. She had a bad day at work. Don't ask her about that one thing, right? We understand that emotion, the fear of emotion. And the emotion of fear and experiencing that emotion is not a sin. And a lot of times, you know, we'll hear about fear as being sort of this this bad thing. And it's not something we should always, it's not a good thing necessarily, but it is still an emotion. But it is not a sin to experience the emotion of fear. I don't know for sure, but I would assume, because it says in, in the scripture that Jesus experienced the full range of emotion and experience of what it meant to be human, I'm pretty sure that Jesus probably experienced the emotion of fear. I would be scared. I would be experiencing fear when I knew that I was tied to a pole and there was going to be a, there was a whip coming that was going to absolutely rip my back to shreds. I would, be, I would be experiencing fear when I was sitting in a garden knowing that in the next 24 hours that was going to be happening and I was going to be nailed to a cross. I don't think it's out of the question to say that Jesus probably experienced that fear. It's an emotion, but often that emotion follows up with an action and that's sort of that fight or flight mentality or do we, do we run away from that problem because it's scary or do we face it? And Jesus chose in that in that moment, in the presence of the emotion of fear, to continue to move forward and not allow that fear to latch on, and he showed courage. So we have this emotion called fear. But in the Bible, you're gonna read along uh, and talk about other things. And so we have the emotion of fear, and that's like, it's not phobias though, and I don't want us to think about that. Like when somebody's like, oh, I have this phobia, and that's an irrational fear of something. This is just, I don't like spiders, okay? I have a healthy respect for spiders and I choose to keep my distance, okay? I have a healthy respect for sharks, so I'm not gonna get into an ocean with the sharks. Those people that get in those cages and go like feed the sharks, I saw one recently where the shark somehow ended up in the cage with the person, okay? No, I have a healthy respect for sharks. Do I have a sharkophobia? No, but I have that emotion of fear in the presence of a shark would be there for sure. Okay, so we have this emotion. We also have fear of the Lord. When you're reading the Bible, you're gonna see this, this term, fear of the Lord. And I, and I wanna spend a little bit of time on it because we, we think fear bad, so how can, why would we have this unhealthy bad thing towards God? And it's just a little bit different than your normal like, like clowns and trolls and all this stuff. It's not that they want us, to, that we should be scared of God but we should have like a healthy respect and reverence for God. When you see in the Bible, fear of the Lord, that's what it's talking about. It's saying have a healthy respect, a reverence for God. And in a sense, it's also good to understand how powerful he is, how big he is, how strong he is. And and in a sense, 
have like a healthy intimidation factor about it. Let me kind of put it this way. When I was in, I was in South Dakota in July and we went to this place called the Reptile Zoo there, Reptile Gardens there. And they had some of the like most massive snakes and alligators and crocodiles that I have ever seen in my life, okay? It's one thing to see them on TV. It's a whole nother thing to have like a pane of glass this thin between you and that 18 foot bow constrictor that's like this big around, all right? And I'm looking at that, okay? And am I, it's the emotion of fear there. No, I'm not gonna get eaten by that boa constrictor because he's on the other side of the really thin glass, okay? Just hopefully they thought about it and I'm not super worried that I'm gonna get eaten by that thing. But am I intimidated by that snake in that moment? Yes. I'm intimidated at my thing because I go, if that thing wanted to eat me in the wild, it could. I wouldn't put it able to put up much of a fight. That thing is massive. And, and in that moment, we're like, if I saw it in the wild or, or if it decided I was, I was going to be lunch, I would be lunch and I couldn't do anything about it. With God, it's not that we are scared of him, but we have this intimidation of him because he is big. We have to remember that he's not just like this cute God who like tells the, the kids to come and he's wearing the white and purple robe and sandals and he just kind of looks like a, like a hippie slash homeless guy and that's who we think God is. God is God who sent down fire and brimstone to Sodom and Gomorrah. God is the God who, who forced like the Red Seas to split, brought down 10 plagues. It talks about revelations, how Jesus is going to be like carrying this sword that is on fire and it's gonna have fire in his eyes and, and, and covered in blood. Like he's a, he's a scary dude. But the good news is, is on your side. But it's helpful to have an intimidate, like to understand, like he, he's a little bit, he's a little bit scary. How many of you guys have watched Chronicles of Narnia or, or heard of the, the books and stuff like that? The main character in Chronicles of Narnia or like the God figure is named Aslan. And he's this big intimidating lion in the story. And he's got all sorts of crazy powers and stuff. And one of the characters asks someone in, in the books and in the movie, he's like, is Aslan safe? Because it's a lion, right? And that's their first question. And the, per, and the character in this super interesting response, safe? No, he's not safe. But is he good? Yes. And that's our God. Is he safe? No. Our God is, our God is a powerful, intimidating force, the ultimate force in the world. But is he good? Yes. And is he on your side? Yes. And you can go, and it's, and it's important to know that and feel that, that fear of the Lord, that understanding, because you go, I'm on his side, and I feel it. Imagine what the enemies of my life, the enemies that are trying to come against me feel when he's actually going after them, when he's actually standing up for me and coming against them directly. All of a sudden, you're going, you know what? I'm pretty, you, you go get him, God, you, you know. And understanding that power that he has also it keeps us from wanting to step in where he can do something else in our lives. So fear of the Lord is an important thing. It's not being scared of God and hiding from God, but it is having a respect and a reverence for God. So as you read the Bible, you're gonna see that. And then the third one I wanna talk about is this. It's called the spirit of fear. And this is in the Bible in 2 Timothy 1, 7. It says this, for God will never give you the spirit of fear. So this is talking about, so if God will never give you the spirit of fear, but the spirit of fear can come uh, like on us and, and can be a thing, then the enemy is the one who's wanting to give this to us. And this feels more irrational. This feels like 
an attack on us, that that fear is crippling, it's paralyzing. It, it, it's too scared to move like little Eddie in, in this, this thing. It's I, I can't control it. The, a phobia, uh, an actual medical condition of a phobia, an irrational fear is probably something like the spirit of fear being a, a, attacking someone. But also, it's, it could be in our lives. But let's look at a couple phobias because this is a lot of fun. All right, so we have all of these different phobias. Arachnophobia, okay? Uh, does anybody know what arachnophobia is? Just yell it out. Spiders, okay. Yes, I don't like spiders, all right? But I don't say I have a phobia of spiders. Like if there was a spider here, I would be like, hey, spider. You know, it's not like a, a scream and run out the door kind of thing. Like, people with arachnophobia would see that spider and assume that there's five spiders on them for, like, the next five weeks. They'd just be like, there's a spider on me. There is a spider on me. I know it. I know it. I know it. You know, like, you can't sleep. Uh, that, that's kind of arachnophobia. Okay, here's the next one. Uh, ophidiophobia. Does anybody know what this one is? Oh, it's Snakes. Snakes. I'm fine with snakes as long as they're in cages. If somebody were to like come into this room with a snake uh, and I trusted that person to not do anything stupid with that snake around me, I'd probably be able to be close to it. But as soon as they do one of these like, oh, I'm out, okay? I'm gone. Don't mess with me with those things, okay? That's kind of a lot of these things. All right, here's the next one. Acrophobia. Anybody know what this one is? Heights, good job, okay? How many of you have a fear of heights? Fear of heights? Once again, Heights don't scare me, but if some idiot behind me is like, whoa, does that, I'm out, okay? I'm swinging, and I'm going to kick them, and I'm running. I don't like, I'm, I'm in my own space if I'm, I'm a little nervous, but as soon as somebody, don't mess with me on this, okay? Uh, yeah, I, I don't love heights. I get that sick stomach feeling. Uh, all right, here's the next one. Hippopotamonstrosiquipidophobia, okay? Um, this one cracks me up. This really long word means that you have the fear of long words. You don't like long words. If you have hippopotamonstrosiquipedalophobia means you have a fear of long words. I don't quite understand it, but it, I don't have it, obviously. Uh, all right, this one is a little bit tri uh, trypanophobia, trypanophobia. Uh, Injections, needles. Uh, there's, there's plenty of people who are claiming to have this right now. Oops. Uh, who, has it? who doesn't like needles? I mean, I don't like needles, but it's not like I'm, I'm freaking out if they're going to give me a shot, right? Uh, this one's interesting. Sinophobia. Or sinophobia. I don't know. Sinophobia. Uh, this one is the fear of dogs. Uh, right? What's the opposite? I don't know what the opposite of this is, but that's what like half the 4640 staff has. They freaking love dogs, except for me and Jail, we're just like, it's a dog. What's your problem? They're like, oh my God, you fool, you I don't know. They, the, whatever the opposite of this is, is them. Uh, okay, so here's a couple. There's two, chronophobia and barphobia. Uh, chronophobia is the fear of time, and barphobia is the fear of of gravity, and I don't understand that at all. I mean, if you have these, are you just walking around screaming bloody murder all the time? You're just like, ah, 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 like, I don't, <laughs> what's happening here? Like, if you have those two phobias, that is completely irrational. Uh, and this one is, last one, this is a phobophobia, is the fear of phobias. So if, 
if you have, that's a circle, you're just like, I have a phobia. What is it? A fear of phobias. Oh no, I have a phobia. Ah, I'm scared. I didn't, that's another one. You're just, you're just, you're right. So we have these irrational fears, but what, what does someone like you fear? What, what is somebody who in Grand Junction, Colorado, 14 through 18 years old in high school, what, what do you fear? I think some of us are starting to fear like this idea of like a cancel culture where it's like, if I make one wrong move, if I post one wrong thing on social media, all of a sudden I- I'm done. I'm, I'm cleared out. It's going to get blown up everywhere. I'm going to be, if I find, if, 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 if I post the wrong thing or if somebody else gets some dirt on me and, and all of a sudden I'm found out to be a fraud, if I come off inauthentic, if I come off where, where this, this, this culture of this mob coming after us, I think that's sort of like this, old, like this, this dark cloud of fear that, that dwells over social media a little bit. Is you have to be so careful what you post, when you post, who sees it, all these things, because you just never know. You never know. Another thing I think that maybe we fear is being alone. We're just like, I, and, and, and it's one thing to just say, like, I don't like being home alone at my house because that scares me. But I'm talking about maybe just being still and quiet in, in life, where there's no phone, there's no friends to talk to at that moment, there's no, like, any, any kind of, like, stimulation going on, being alone and quiet. I think we spend, as Americans, we spend a ton of time and money and resources trying to make sure that we don't ever experience that because I think we're afraid. I think we're afraid of what's gonna come up, our thoughts, so we just try and do whatever we can to not think, to not have to deal with that stress or that issue or that hurt or any of those things. I think we're, there are some people there, and maybe you have no friend, maybe this is you, you're just afraid to be single. You're just like, uh-uh, I, I, I cannot handle not having that affection from somebody. We've, I've, I've been in youth ministry 15 years. I see it where it's just somebody just jumps in from one relationship to the other because they can't handle not having that type of relationship in their life. Oh, or maybe it's just a fear of being unpopular and not having friends. I think some of us have a fear of failure where we're going like, I am afraid to fail. I'm afraid to fail at school because I don't know what the consequences are. I'm afraid to fail at sports. I'm afraid to fail. Uh, I, I set this goal in my life and, and, I'm, and I'm scared that I'm gonna fail. And that fear of failure is gonna drive us. It's gonna push us in an unhealthy way to make decisions to do things that we normally wouldn't or maybe shouldn't do. Maybe, I think for some of us, it could just be disappointing a loved one, a parent, uh, a mentor, a friend. We're, we're afraid of failing those people. I think a lot of us are starting to get scared of the future just with what the world is like right now. We're, we're, we're scared for our future. What, what does college look like? What does our careers look like? What does uh, a spouse or, or a family look like? I, I think some people are afraid to become their parents at times. They look at their parents and the decisions and they're scared that they're going to step into that. So I think the world and all of these things that we see as well, the fear of the future of global warming and, and asteroids and war and all of this stuff that's going on and COVID is this fear that is just sort of like this dark settling that's trying to just get in and allow us to fear. Sickness, I think obviously right now it's all over the place, masks and vaccines and, and, and variants and, and, and all this stuff. We've been in it for two years and there's this fear. Somebody coughs in the room and everybody goes, Ooh. and there's this hush, right? 
because there's this fear of, of sickness. And, and all of this stuff, a lot of these things has, has a root in the fear of death and loss. You see, Satan puts a spirit of fear uh, against us so that he can control us with it. Let me say that again. Satan puts a spirit of fear against us and, and he tries to get it in us and around us so that he can control us with it. Because if we're scared, then we're not gonna move. We're not gonna move forward in our lives. If we're scared, we're gonna be hesitant. We're gonna be forced to kind of work around those things instead of through those things. And it all stems back to what Satan used to have control of. He had control of death. When Adam and Eve died, or ate, ate the apple, all of a sudden the keys to hell and the grave were given to him at that moment. But then something changed, and we read about it in Hebrews 2. Because God's children are human beings made of flesh and blood, the Son also became flesh and blood. For only as a human being could he die, and only by dying could he break the power of the devil who had the power of death. Only in this way could he set free all who have lived their lives as slaves to the fear of dying. Jesus died on the cross to set us free from death. Therefore, we have no fear of dying. Satan uses, though, that, that fear of death to control our lives. But honestly, almost every fear is rooted in some sort of death, whether that be a physical death, an emotional death, a, uh, a mental or, or a, a material death. We can look at it. So you, if you have this phobia or like, let's go to like fear of small faces, claustrophobia, right? What is that? That in, in general, you're not afraid of getting stuck. You're afraid of getting stuck and then dying. That's what you're really scared of in that moment. Because if you got stuck, but knew you were gonna be fine, you probably wouldn't be all that scared. Fear of heights is not really the fact that you're up high that is scaring you. It's the, act, it's the fear that you could fall and die off of those heights. That's what that fear is based out of. Fear of not having enough money, really rooted in a fear of starving not having enough to, to make it through life. That, that, that's a fear. Fear of bugs, spiders, snakes. That's just a fear of them biting you and injecting their venom into you, which they will do, and you will die. That's what the fear of all of those things is rooted in, right? The fear of the future is really the fear that death is coming. That also that something that you're hoping for will We'll be dead by that time. Uh, a goal, a hope, a dream, a relationship, all of those things. There, a fear of future is often rooted in a fear of those things not being around anymore. Afraid of the dark, like I was saying, is really just a fear of there's something in the dark that's going to kill you. And that there is, for sure, right? Fear of failure is just the death of a dream. Fear of someone not liking my snap or my Snapchat or my Insta post or whatever. It's just fear of being canceled. It's social death. There's that fear again. But Jesus died on the cross, and he defeated death in the grave. And because of that, and he gave us life, and he gave us life to the fullest, and he gave us eternal life with what he did on the cross, and he went down to hell, and he took the keys to the hell gates of hell, and he conquered the grave so that we no longer had to be afraid of dying. So we've identified these fears in our lives. So what do, but, but what do they do? What do the, we, we were like, great, I have all these, these things. Perfect, now what? Well, what these fears want to do is they want to paralyze us from moving forward, just like little Eddie. So let's check back into our story and see what happens with him. Welcome back to the Super Duper Punch Superhero Kick Super Show. 
This is Dude Super coming at you from Gam Gam's receiving room. That reminds me. Gam Gam, you're out of cinnamon hard candy. <laughs> I've had so much. It's great. It's me, Dude Super. Now let's jump back in on today's episode where Eddie Boy and that really nice old lady. That reminds me a lot of Gam Gam. They're about to get hit by a bus. What is going to happen? Let's check it out on the Super Duper Punch Superhero Kick Super Show. Ah! Don't worry, don't worry, I'll save you! Here, come on, let's go! Ah! 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 Wow, that was, oh. wow. Eddie man, I'm so glad you were here to save us from that bus. Little Eddie here decided that he was gonna be a big, strong superhero and help me across the street when all of a sudden he got so scared they almost got killed by a bus when he got frozen like an icicle! Whatever, Ethel, you're the one who wouldn't move any faster. You stood still and peed. I did not. Yes. There's just a, a random scattered shower from a low pressure system. One specific area. Don't look at me! Little Eddie. Don't use my real name, Eddie Man. It's Eddie Boy. Remember? Secret. Anyways, what were you thinking? Man, it's real hard to keep track of what I was thinking. I have so many thoughts. It's, some people say that I'm a genius, and more, more rather they say that I'm obnoxious. But anyways, basically I was thinking that I was scared and that I wanted to like help her, and then that was a terrible idea. And then I started realizing how fragile life was when there was a bus coming at old bones here and so she's so fragile and frail and then I started realizing that my actions have consequences and that I have a lot of responsibility as a superhero and and but yeah the long story short is I got scared why why were you scared well I don't know I mean I'm pretty new to this whole like being a superhero thing like you know I started like yesterday or whatever and then and then I, I, you you weren't there. I decided I could be a hero like you, and I just I wanted to be like you. And then I know that I probably shouldn't have done that on my own, and I realized that that was a bad idea. Almost as bad of an idea as trying to help Ethel across the street here. She's so old and so slow. Ethel, I'm really sorry. This is misdirected anger. I'm sorry I keep lashing out at you. I'm just really embarrassed because of the, the scattered shower. Can I go now? Actually, you've become a little bit of like a security blanket for me and my comfort. Can you stay here forever and be my new grandma? No, no, no. Let her go. Goodbye, I'm, Ethel. I'm Thank go. you very much. I hope I never see you again. We can't. I'll see you at Christmas. I'm really excited. Okay. All right. Well, my game, game. You were right, little Eddie. You're not supposed to be able to do this without me because that's what being a sidekick is all about. I'm going to be there when it gets scary. But you weren't there any minute. Ethel, would you get out of here? Go faster. This is why we almost got hit by a bus. Not because I got scared, because you took an ice age to move. But I'm really excited for Thanksgiving. I can't wait. I'll bring the cranberries. Anyways, you weren't there any man. That's why I got so scared. Wait a minute. How did you know that we were in trouble? How did you get here so fast? Are you God? Eddie boy, I really care about you. And like, I just want you to know that you don't have to be scared because I'm gonna be there. I'm never too busy or too far away. Okay, so if I understand correctly what it is that you're saying, what it is that you are putting down that I'm picking up, what it is that I'm smelling that you're stepping in, 
is that I don't have to be scared at all, ever, of anything, because you've got my back always. Exactly. Perfect. I'm going to go try and stop a bus with my face. Wait, wait. I love any man. He's the coolest. He's always got Eddie Boy's back. I just wish I could be Eddie Boy. I totally have any man's back at any point in time. Well, there's just one more episode of the season, so don't miss it on the Super Duper Punch Superhero Kick Super Show. So God has a plan for us, and he has a purpose for us, and he wants all of these things, but it's like this fear wants to get in the way. There's times when I'm driving, and uh, red lights annoy me so much. Uh, I, I can't stand red lights at times. And I know I shouldn't rage, rage monster about them because, you know, they're, they're, they're good. But I'm not talking about the one where it's like I should stop because there's other traffic. I'm talking about the one that's like in the middle of the, like, I, one time, this is what happened. We're coming to church. At six o'clock in the morning, I'm driving, okay? And I stop at this one light. Aaron, I'm driving, and there's no other cars. No, none, none, okay? And this light turns red on me, okay? Rage point number one, okay? Then the other direction gets green arrows. There are no cars. Those green arrows stay green for a full 50, like five seconds, okay? But still, all right? Now, then they go green, yellow, red. Then this, this way, green normal lights, okay? Those sit there for like a minute. No cars, none. Okay, I'm, I'm seething already at this point, okay. Uh, and then, okay, finally, they turn red. Thank you, trying to go. Nope, green arrows. I have to wait for more green arrows. No cars, five minutes. I'm waiting there probably like two, but five minutes is what it felt like in me, okay. And, and I think sometimes fear can be like this. There's no reason why I needed to stop in that moment and wait for there was nothing there. There's nothing going this way. There's no cars, but there's this red light. And fear kind of works like that. Irrational fear. The spirit of fear that wants to stop us from moving forward. It's like a big red light in the middle of nowhere stopping you from moving forward. And we have to, you know, and we feel like we should stop and and we're looking, but there's nothing there but that red light. Fear is kind of like that red light. Proverbs 29, 25 says, fear and intimidation is a trap that holds you back. But when you place your confidence in the Lord, you will be seated in the high place. So let's take the, the fear of the future and how that can paralyze you, for instance, okay? Fear of the future is a fear that we see all the time because you guys have so much to like think about. Where am I going to college? What am I doing? All of these things. And, and, and especially the fear of, I think, understanding that each choice we make, a wrong choice, might redirect us and change our lives forever. If I date the wrong person, if I get the wrong score, if I go to the wrong college, if I take the wrong class, if I hang out with the wrong people, it, you know, whatever, if I skip the wrong sport, you know, whatever, all of these things. And it's like, if I don't choose the right thing, then it's this chain reaction. And everything's gonna go wrong after this one tiny wrong decision or step. And all of a sudden, we get stuck. The red light of fear stops with this fear of indecision. We're too afraid to make a choice, so we don't. This, of course, though, 
is a ridiculous fear. God has a future and a plan for you. That doesn't mean that if he has a future and plan for you, then your choices, right or wrong, he, he, as long as you're following him and doing your best to live a life that's, that's is it honoring to him and living a life that's, that, that, that he wants you to live, it's gonna be okay. But it's so easy to have that fear of the future and going, there's, 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 if I mess up now in, the, in my sophomore year of high school and if I fail this test, there goes my future because if I fail this test, then I'm gonna fail this class or get a B on this class. And if I get a B in this class, then I can't be valedictorian when I graduate. And if I can't be valedictorian when I graduate, there's no way I'm gonna get into Harvard. And if I can't get into Harvard, and we just go and we can run on these tangents of life in fear and that's all it is. But God, we look at his word and we tuck into him and he says, no, no, no. I have a future and plan for you. Plans for good and not this disaster that you've got running on in your head for your future. Plans for good. So what do we do? This fear that paralyzes us, this red light, the fear of the emotion of fear, it's like just a stop sign. It's going, hey, hold on, evaluate. When I'm mountain biking sometimes, I, I, I will get up to something, and if I'm not sure if I'm gonna be able to like roll it or clear it, I stop. Why? Because I don't know what's on the other side of whatever I'm doing, this drop. Then I'll get off my bike or I'll go slow, and I'll look, and it's, if it's a 50-foot drop, I'm not gonna do that, okay? Because I'm not a Red Bull Rampage idiot. Uh, but if it's just like a two-foot like roller kind of thing, yeah, I'm gonna do that. But at, at some point, I couldn't tell what it was gonna be. so. I have to stop, right? That emotion. But the spirit of fear, no, it wants to stop you and not allow you to evaluate. An irrational fear where you're not thinking, how can I continue to move forward? You're only thinking, I must stay in this place because it is the only safe place. And that safety is what draws us in, is what allows us to accept those irrational fears. Oftentimes, it's safer to stay with that group of friends than risk being alone. It's safer to stay in that relationship. It's safer to stay uh, in, in that sport even though you're not happy playing that sport. It's, it's safer in so many ways. And so because of that safety, because we're afraid to step out into that thing, but God says, take courage. Listen to this in Psalm 31, 24. So cheer up, take courage, all you who love him. Wait for him to break through for you all who trust him. This verse is saying, cheer up, take courage. What is courage? Courage is moving forward in the presence of fear. Courage is not the absence of fear. Courage is not, you don't wait for the fear to go away. Oftentimes you have to move forward and then obviously partner with God to break through. So when you experience fear, you have to ask yourselves this. One, is it just an emotional response? Am I just nervous about something? Am I just afraid of something? And it's not this irrational thing, but I'm gonna take pause. But then am I able to go evaluate and move forward? Maybe in that direction or maybe in another direction. Or you have to ask yourself, is it something bigger? Is it, is it that big old red light that's just saying, don't move, you must stay here. Danger, don't go past that. It's, 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 it's a bad news, the irrational fear that is an attack on your purpose, that is attack on your future, that is an attack on the plans that God has for your life. Let's go back to this verse. It's in 2 Timothy 1.7, it says, for God will never give you the spirit of fear. We read that before. 
If you have that spirit of fear, if you feel like that fear is attacking you, it is not from God. But the Holy Spirit, who gives you mighty power, love, and self-control. When the spirit of fear comes, that's what it is. He gives you self-control. When the spirit comes after us, we pray for the Holy Spirit to give us power. What? Power to overcome the fear. Power to move on. Power to keep moving forward. When we experience that spirit of fear, we ask God, say, no, it's not from God. And then I ask God for power and love and then self-control. Self-control to choose to continue to move forward. If everybody would just close your eyes for a second. I just want you to just take a moment. And I think we all have experienced fears. We all have fears in our lives. And I just want us to take a little bit of time in this moment to just evaluate what's holding me back right now. What is in my life that is that paralyzing fear that is keeping me from God's promises in my life? Maybe it's fear of the future. Maybe it's fear of being alone. If I was to be honest, I think fear of failure is one that hits me so hard sometimes. I think I want to try something and then I think, no, if I mess it up, if, I, if it doesn't, if it's not 100% a success, I'm not even going to try it. And it keeps me from going forward. And what we do when we identify these fears, these irrational fears, these things that are holding us back, that are connected to this spirit of fear. We do what the, the, the Bible says to do with this spirit. The Bible says to just bind it up and cast it away. Tie it up, throw it out. And replace it with the power of the Holy Spirit. Replace it with the love of the Holy Spirit. Replace it with the self-control of the Holy Spirit. Replace it with the fear of the Lord, understanding that my fear, whatever I'm afraid of, my God is bigger than. So everybody in the room, I'd like you to just repeat after me. We just say, dear Jesus, I break off the spirit of fear in me. I cast it out and I throw it away. And I choose you, Holy Spirit. Give me power, give me love, and give me self-control. In Jesus' name. God doesn't want us to live in a spirit of fear. He doesn't want us to move in our lives in fear because fear wants to take, take us places that, that he doesn't want us to go. Fear wants to take us to these places where, where we're not moving forward, we're not bold, 
We're not courageous. We're not taking ground for his kingdom. We're not taking ground in our schools, in our families. He wants to keep us, fear wants to keep us in a sedated state where we're scared to think. We're scared to, to process things. We're scared to make new friends. We're scared to, to try new things. But God says, be bold and courageous. He says, cheer up and take courage and move forward because I've got that breakthrough coming. And that's what he wants for you. He doesn't want fear lingering and dwelling over your life. He wants courage and boldness in your life. Let me pray for you guys. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much that you have given us not a spirit of fear, but a spirit of boldness and a spirit of courage. I pray, Lord, that you would be with us, God, that when the fear comes, God, if it's more than just an emotional response to something, God, that we would identify it and we will partner with you and say, no, no, no. I bind up that spirit of fear. I cast it out and I choose God. I choose his plans and I choose his protection and power and provision on my life instead of that fear, God. And I choose to move forward in courage. I pray for boldness and courage in each one of our students. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the 4640 Student Center Podcast. For more information on what's happening in 4640, you can check us out on social media and at our website, 4640gj.com. Service times are Tuesday and Wednesday nights. Hope to see you there.